Hey everyone and welcome back to the Ask Anu podcast. I want to thank you all so much for choosing the Ask Anu podcast, maybe for your drive, your downtime, your cooking session or maybe even your gym session. I can't express my gratitude enough because this journey gets more and more fun and exciting because of you. Don't forget to follow me on Spotify, follow me on Apple Podcasts and also follow me on Instagram at AskAnuA so that we can stay connected and updated. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hey Tammy, nice to have you on a podcast today. How are you feeling? I'm good, I'm good. You? I'm good, I'm good. You know me, long day, that's what I do. <laughs> so yeah. Tammy, how did we meet? How are we friends? How how did we get to where we are right now? Should I tell them the real story? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell them the real story because at the end of the day, we're real people. We live real lives, we're at real jobs. So tell them the real tea. So I met you when I was doing my first degree. But the place we actually met was in the supermarket when you yep. were working part-time behind the... What's that counter even called? The hot food counter. Hot food. Oh, <laughs> I must say, I love the sausage rolls from this particular supermarket. And I used to go there every day before work. And that is how I met you. So you met me making uh, sausage rolls? Yes. Well, it's good to know the humble beginnings. Honestly. And we were both on our grind. Because I used to go there before going to work. So yeah. it was like a daily thing. <laughs> no, I'm happy that you met me then. Because look at us now. We're thriving, we're growing, we're both graduated to God's glory. Mm-hmm. We've, we've both went through the trenches together. That five pound used to stretch. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so now, what do you actually yeah. do? What do I do? Yeah. I don't think I've told people what I do, you know. Because mm-hmm, you're saying, um, like, we've struggled and we've struggled. <laughs> but what do we both do? Okay, so I'll tell them what I do. Um, I may have touched on it if whenever this is released, but I'm a mental health nurse. Um, but I'm a senior mental health nurse. So I work in mental health services and I have done for the last four years. And Tammy, what do you do? I am a midwife. Woo, woo, woo. So, yeah, <laughs> I am a practitioner of birth, basically. Pregnancy, Amen. birth, but the after, the after bits. So, Come yeah. through. My personal midwife. <laughs> My personal midwife. person. How long have I been a midwife? Oh, since 2019. Amen. I'm living the game. (laughs) To the glory of God. It's been a journey, man. It's been a journey. (laughs) I remember. But tell me, something interesting that I read the other day, it kind of upset me, yeah. But I was just trying to keep my cool. And I thought, actually, you'll be the perfect person to talk to. Because I know, as much as you only graduated in midwifery in 2019, you've actually been working as a midwife practitioner since how long when did you start doing breastfeeding support and um maternity support working things like that so actually i started that in 2014 so i've been working in the maternity setting for quite a long time exactly you're a professional you're a proper professional do you know what i mean (laughs) so when i when i read these guidelines that you know our sister nick (laughs) knight Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that that they've written and and it's it's actually quite sad and i want to find it um, I don't know if you have it, but it's something to do with um, black women or women of colour um, that should be induced at 39 weeks. Do you have any insight into that? Because, please, before I lose my rag um, at this, our non-racist society, <laughs> please, just give us some insight. 
let me just start by making this clear. NICE is an entity that makes recommendations. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm saying the word recommendations like that is because it's not set in stone. It's right. what they're recommending. So black women and women of colour have choices. Okay. You get me? Yeah. So this guidance that they've put out, it is very troubling for a lot of black women, especially. Yeah. It's basically saying that the colour of our skin is a reason for an induction of labour. Which is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Because you're basically saying that our bodies are not capable of doing what they've been doing since the world began. That is insane to me. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I don't know. how. As a midwife, as a black midwife, you've seen traumatic things. You've heard traumatic things. And we know that, you know, the statistics of all this one in four, two in ten... You know, whatever the statistics are about black women not um, surviving birth or more likely to die or, you know, those kind of things that we hear. How do you feel as a black midwife? Let me ask you a question. I'm going to flip this round. Yeah, (laughs) You're black and you have Mm. friends, sisters, cousins, colleagues. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those women know other women. Yeah. Mm hmm. So we know people that have had babies, even yeah. twins. Hey. How many of the people close to you do you know that I've have heard. had very traumatic experiences yeah. and, you know, terrible things have happened yeah, in yeah, the course yeah. of their pregnancy? I'm not going to lie. I would say literally out of the multitude of people that I know, I would say about two or three and you know that Thank I know you. a lot of people that have kids. Thank you. Two or three people, their birth have gone to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm honest, I don't know if it's their fault. I don't know if it's the fault of the midwives. I don't know if it's the fault of, you know, whether they had underlying conditions and things because people are generally quite private with their health and things like that. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do know, especially with the people close to me, is that, a lot of this could have been prevented if more care was taken. Because mm. uh, I remember when my best friend was in labour, I was there throughout the whole process. And the whole process was a sham. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was shambolic, Tammy. Like, I could not... Like, literally, my mouth dropped. Remember, I was texting you throughout the whole process. Like, I kept saying to you, I am not giving birth <laughs> without <laughs> you. <laughs> And I keep you. laughing when you say that. because I'm, I'm not like, joking, oh. though. I'm Tammy, you're my midwife because I trust you. And I trust that you know me. You would When I tell you I'm in pain, you will know how to, you know, console that. Um, when I tell you that th- this doesn't feel right, you will act immediately. What I was seeing with my friend was that they were just moving slow. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, do you guys not care? And don't get me wrong, because I know you've told me stories where like, oh, the woman is like one centimetre and she's screaming already. She doesn't even know that there's still 39. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I understand that because everyone's pain threshold is different. But what I saw when my best friend was giving birth and even when my cousin went to hospital to have her baby was neglect. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it's neglect. When I hear things, it's neglect. And I genuinely don't believe that these nice guidelines, I'm not going to lie to you, I feel like they go against biblical principles. Because at the end of the day, I feel like God has designed our bodies to give birth. Do you get what I mean? Our hips widen. Our breasts fill. 
our whole body just, you know, changes to be the mother that we're about to become. And then one uncle that works for NICE will now tell me that I need to be induced at 39 weeks when God has created my body to be fully, fully, you know, I will go to full term and give birth naturally. Thank you. Are you sure you're not a midwife? Because you're literally saying everything that's on my mind. (laughs) Everything that other midwives are also, you know, thinking about. Mm. You know, our bodies were designed to do this. Why is there all of this interference because of the colour of my skin? I don't know. And do you know what? Yeah, it's even, I don't know where it is in the Bible, but it talks about, I don't know if you've heard about the Hebrew women, how they give birth. Um, And to be honest, in the Bible, they don't go into depth. I think there's like one or two verses about it. But basically... What they're trying to imply is that how the Hebrew women give birth, they give birth before the midwife comes, which means that the body is so special and intricately made that even without a midwife, your body should be able to give birth to a child. Do you get what I mean? Because back then we didn't have NHS hospitals. We didn't. (laughs) In our mother's village, when they were having, when our grandmas were having nine, ten kids, you know, there, there was no midwife there to be writing down the dilation and <laughs> deciding that they wanted the C-section. There was none of that. There was nothing like that at all. And don't I get me wrong, I'm, I'm grateful for the advancement of healthcare and how we've gone. But I feel like making decisions like inducing me at 39 weeks because I'm black, I'm, 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 that's borderline insanity and against my human rights. You know what I mean? But this is the country that says that it's not a racist country. Can I just drop that in? There? Uh, well, here we are. <laughs> here we are. That this is the country that says that. I know. I know. I know. Like I know. personally, as a midwife, it, when I go to work and I'm assigned a black couple or a black mm. family to look after, when they see me walk in, it's like the the relief in the faces in the room you can feel like all the tension in the air is gone gone and you know that's such a privilege as a be able to go into a room and help someone to have a positive birth outcome yeah but you know what tammy i feel like it's your mindset as a midwife because i don't want to say it's a black or white thing I know white midwives that equally have the same passion that you have. Mm. But what I'm tired of is the people that are passionless and then they don't take responsibility when things go wrong. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Because I, because I know you and because I know how passionate and how much you care about your job, that's why I can say, oh, this black midwife is a fantastic representation of what a midwife should be like. But I'm sure there are equally white, Asian, Chinese uh, midwives that are equally as excited and passionate about their job it's just that when it comes to representation there's come on Tammy you've told me the stories how many of you are really black there as in just on face value you're like one one in 20 but what is it and actually you know what I'm not gonna say what is it because I remember again Tammy your route into midwifery was a long time coming (laughs) <laughs> it's like they actively tried to keep you out <laughs> but you said there's no time for me <laughs> because well, it's like say I suffered to, <laughs> to qualification that's yeah. all that I really really suffered and the training is really hard and the people teaching you are also they don't look like me no 
but it's hard yeah you know there's a lot of unconscious or conscious bias like yes it's it's hard and I feel like all the textbooks are white the textbooks are white the examples are all white so when things are going wrong they only know what it looks wrong like on white skin Mm-hmm. How do you know when a woman is suffering with black skin? Oh, the white woman started going pale. Her lips are going pink. How do you know when a black woman's going pale and going pink and going blue? Do you get? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem. Is like when we don't look like we're going wrong or sick, we look strong. They just, you know, it goes over their heads. But now all of a sudden we've gone from being the strong, uh, powerful black woman that doesn't need paracetamol and, you know, pain relief and gas and air to now we need to be induced at 39 weeks. I know, it's just from like a full 360. <laughs> it has. And for me, this is what I've always told you. By God's grace, when when it's my time, I'm having my babies at home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to step into an NHS hospital to have my babies. I'm not going to lie you know to you. But how sad that is for me to hear that. I know. Spot. Because I, go, I work in an NHS hospital and mm. I love what I do. I love the yeah. nature of my job. I love the fact that women are coming in I love the fact that I'm delivering that care to all kinds of women yeah. it's, it's not nice to hear that people don't want to come into hospital I don't worried about the type of care they're going to receive do you know like, what it is women should feel that but do you know what it is it's not I'm not even I'm not worried about the care I'm going to receive per se for me it's knowing my identity in Christ and knowing that God has designed my body like this I don't want to go into hospital and everyone, anyone thinks I'm mad. <laughs> because the moment you step in and you say, because this happened to my friend. She's got four babies. And the last one, so the th- first three uh, were C-section. And I know that what you're going to say. After three C-sections, baby girl, you're, you're not pushing. That's a full free C-section, right? Mm-hmm. But she said to me, she was like, do you know what I knew? This is the only time I felt peace in my heart. So sure that I'm going to have this baby naturally. I don't want anybody to cut me open. I don't want the advice of anybody because God, uh, she's done her research into like, you know, C-sections and things like that. And, you know, what um, have um, uh, a natural birth after a C-section, you run the risk of tearing open, things like that. Mm. But she was just like, but my God is greater than all of these, you know, theories that they've, that they've come up with. I, I'm, I'm certain that I can have this baby naturally and not need a C-section. And I said, babe, do you know what? If that is your faith, I'm here for you. I'm praying with you. I, like, shout out to your body because you've gone through it three times and this fourth one will be supernatural in Jesus' name. And she had the baby naturally. But Tammy, the fight I know. for her to have that baby naturally. She had to sign forms on forms on forms. You've been informed. You've been told. You've been warned. You've been advised. But you, as a nurse, you know why that is. That's the yes. defensive practice. <laughs> yes. So, we're covering ourselves. <laughs> we don't want the back. backlash. We don't want the backlash. We don't You're right. have to write the statements and run the risk of losing yeah. our friends. Like, you know yeah. why that happens. But another but, thing that upsets me is the fact that even as you're going in to get that emergency C-section, you're signing the paper, you don't know what you're signing. But what you're signing is to say, Omar, we advise you, and you said yes, if you die. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of advice, they've given you death sentence. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Nah. Nah. Oh, it's just, 
childbirth is a sticky one it's a blessing it is but it's a sticky situation you know if it goes it is a blessing and this is why do you know what I'm like I said I'm sticking to you like I've told you already the moment I feel like I'm even going into labor annual leave I'll pay you <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing it in the <laughs> like honestly speaking I just feel like and it's not even like I like I don't trust people and I'm being like antsy if I know somebody like you you're like one of my good friends if I'm a, if I have that kind of person available why am I going to chance it I'm using my resources to get so I do, I do the same thing with you if I have a mental health question because sometimes yeah. our, our work crosses over you know yes. like the couple yes. of men that have mental health or even yeah. partners that have mental health and yeah. I come to you and I ask you those questions that I know you're going to know the answer to I'm not going to go and ask somebody else so I know I've got a specialist in the field Amen. <laughs> you know, and I feel so, blessed that I'm in the job that I'm in because I yeah. have that I have. It's just, yeah. you know, like not everybody's as blessed as us to know somebody on the inside. Oh no, definitely, definitely. It gives you that that extra confidence. So even if you was to go and see a midwife today, she tells you A, you're gonna come and ask me now, Tammy. She said A, is it A or is it B? Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I'm not gonna come and ask you. You're gonna be there. I told you. <laughs> Honestly, you think I'm going to do this journey on my own? And in fact, <laughs> the moment that clear blue test comes back positive, I'm like, Tammy, book your days off when I'm going to scan. <laughs> I don't get me wrong; it's not that people haven't done it before. It's not that people haven't, you know, like gotten through it without a midwife as a friend. But like I said, open resources, a woman of God, somebody I know that is praying with me through the process alongside my husband and my family it's a blessing do you get but for me the damage that the that it's it's not just damaging it's it's fear-mongering because what you're saying is that black women cannot carry past 39 weeks it's a danger but why is that are you guys not trained enough hmm. are you not trained to look after black women after 29 weeks or you get tired what it, what is it like um they are so you know the whole five times more likely to die if you're a black mm-hmm. woman in childbirth labor all these things Why i feel is like there's so many different reasons that they're proposing i'm saying the word proposing because mm. it's what the literature says it's not what i'm saying you know <laughs> they're saying it's because of our health inequalities and all the things like you know raised bmi blood pressure diabetes yeah. um cardiac disease all these things that they're saying but there are are caucasian counterparts that can also have raised blood pressure they can also have diabetes they can also have raised bmis but they're not dying at the rate that black women are dying so you need to ask why is that exactly do you get Uh, what i mean (laughs) but that's the question that's not being addressed we're just we're just making up new guidelines to make it seem like we're trying our best but you see this is that this is the problem i have um it's like trying to put out a fire and instead of like dealing with the big blaze you're just putting out candles around it Mm -hmm. that's the problem i have with the healthcare system in whole in in totality is that instead of actually you know solving the big issue which is institutional racism which is not teaching um, about you know people of color and the illnesses 
Tammy, why are we still discussing sickle cell like it's AIDS? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. In 2021, somebody with sickle cell will have a crisis, go to hospital, and everybody's looking left and right, giving paracetamol like they've never heard of a sickle cell disease trait um, um, uh, episode before. This mm-hmm. is insanity. But this- I must say, even things like that, when I look at my own actual training, I've never ever looked after a pregnant woman that has sickle cell. Now, that's not to say that women with sickle cell don't have babies because they do. Oh, they do, yeah. So now, for example, let's say I go to work and I'm faced with that. I've never actually had that training. Yes, yeah, yeah. there's probably it's a policy it. on it somewhere, yeah? But sure. I've not had that extensive training to look after mm-hmm. that woman. But Me I would too. be expected to know what I'm doing. You, I wouldn't expect you to know because you haven't been taught. But this is the problem I have. The problem I have is that instead of making, and this is another problem that I have is that as as the NHS, when they're trying to be, you know, um, more diverse, instead of tackling big issues, um, you know, one at a time, they try to group everything. So they want to deal with, you know, oh, whilst we're dealing with the black women, can we also deal with the trans women? Can we also deal with the uh, the bold women? Can we also deal with the, so why is it as soon as we bring up black people, they want to deal with everybody that's inclusive and uh, not represented. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, those people are definitely not suffering the five times more likely. And I'm not part of statistics in Jesus' name. Do you get what I mean? Like, I'm not part of statistics. I'm not, part, I'm not five times more anything. I am in Christ. <laughs> My body belongs to God. And God will put it through what it needs to go through in order for it to be, you know, in his perfect will for me to be healthy, etc. But I do genuinely feel sorry for people that go in and are blind i can't fathom or imagine having any kind of illness in this country as a black person i'm not going to lie to you going into hospital and everybody's clueless because you even when you have things like diabetes like my dad's diabetic when he goes to the gp all the advice given is all all stirred towards as if he was a a british born caucasian man at the end of the day, dad is still going to eat panda jam with palm oil. Mm-hmm. But instead of using palm oil, now we have to use spray. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. We, you need, we need, even our dietitians need to be, you know, more diverse. Our diabetic specialists need to be more diverse. Every single area of healthcare needs to be more diverse. So that we don't sound mad or silly when we bring up certain things like, oh, how often can I, I have palm oil, for example, I'm going to a party when, you know, the jollof rice is full of um, carbs and salt and this and that. We need more suggestions. Oh, maybe Iwedu is less less calorific than, you know, F4. And I know you're Ghanaian, you're not Nigerian, <laughs> but... I'm like, hey. <laughs> You're working. And like you're, you. you know... <laughs> yes, yes. Like, like you. you. <laughs> so those kind of things, it's like... I need people to say, okay, this is the alternative. That's your turn. Instead, you guys are just giving my dad a list of, oh, tuna, sardine. Like, dad is not going to eat that for the rest of his life. Do you get? And it's very unfair for you to put him in that box as well. Because what it does, it makes it seem like your culture is the reason why you're unhealthy. Yes. When it's not, it's not the culture in itself. Maybe it's the quantity he eats, or maybe it's even something that stems way, 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 way back. Maybe you drink too much sugar or whatever it is. But for me, I just feel like we need the diversity in every single aspect. Instead of trying to palm it off and make guidances that 
make it seem like, yeah, we're not okay. Or we're the ones that are sick. We're not sick. We're well in Jesus' name. Every single one of us. You know what I mean? If anything, we have the strongest bones. We have the strongest immune systems, Mm -hmm. you know? And this is so, and like I said before, we've gone from being the strongest to now almost being the weakest. Come on. Mm -hmm. This is, this is not, this is not But even when you say even being the weakest, like, I don't even, I don't even see it like that. I see Mm -hmm. it as, like you said, I'm not a statistic. I'm not, you know? So me, I'm just going to take it back to maternity for a second. I am one that I've got what they would call high risk factors. Mm. But that stuff doesn't faze me. I wouldn't even be scared now if I was pregnant. I wouldn't be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to have an induction. I'm going to be the person that prays. And I'm the person that believes that my God knows what I want for my body. And 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 we know what it's capable of. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to have a safe delivery. My baby yes. will be well. I will Amen. be well. And that will Amen. be my prayer. There will Amen. be none of this, you know, going to see doctors that are going to tell me, oh, yeah, you need to be induced at 39 weeks. There'll be nothing no. like that. No. You know? But I am someone that's confident because, one, I know my practice. And even if I wasn't a midwife, I'm somebody that would go and read. Do your research. Yeah, you are. thing. I think that black women and men yeah husbands husbands men they need to go and read about it as well definitely most definitely um when you go to an appointment and a doctor says oh you know what she's got diabetes and pregnancy don't just Mm. say oh okay great what do we need to do go and read and do your research what can we do before Mm. you they even do anything you know it's really important to have partners and family that are also going to advocate for you definitely especially when you are like in pain or you can't do certain things like it's just so important to just have those people around um so that yeah I guess they are your advocates when you you can't be <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's why I need you by my side Sammy <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be so, there, yeah. I'll be there thank you <laughs> do you have any other questions before we wrap up I have one question that's mm. not completely off topic, but to do with our careers. What made you want to become a mental health um, practitioner? Tommy, you're asking too many questions in one question. <laughs> but long story short, the longest story, cutting short. I will, I will definitely okay, expand on that another day. But the longest story to cut short is that I was inspired by Tracy Beaker um oh. yeah and Hollyoaks um, what really yes and fun fact is that my mum was a mental health nurse as well um so I guess I took over her steps and I was inspired heavily by Tracy Beaker and Hollyoaks I need so... to know about this <laughs> off, off, off the recording off the recording we do yeah, have that yeah. <laughs> you need to record and let us all know because I feel like, I can't make the correlation between yeah. Tracy and Hollyoaks right now. So I, I need know. to kind of come back and listen to how... Oh, that- no, definitely. Don't worry, don't worry. I will just <laughs> you guys. I will just you guys. Tammy, it's been a great pleasure having you on this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Guys, if you have any other questions, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. And I'm sure I can get Tammy back on another episode uh, where she'll be answering some more of your questions Tommy thank you so much and guys 
share with your friends, share with your family members. And until next time, goodbye. Bye.